2: put the spring back into your step and into your home too. shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45%, up to 45% off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply.
1: Sports How radio, nine, nine show? the game, Chuck, we hanging out with the key studios. One more hour to go. Uh, is it the JR sports brief after us? I don't, I don't know. It's jet Josh Hartnett. it. it's, it's, you know, Longshore. It's somebody different every night. So, much like I have a different producer every night, it's somebody different every night after us. So, there you go. Four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. That's the Solomon Brothers. I'm a text on to be part of the show. Odyssey apps how you catch us when you're on the go. Social media is at nine two nine the game at jmsh three one six on my personal Twitter page. All right. So in a couple minutes here, we're going to play Tony Wrestler and what he had to say on Dukes and Bell. But I do want to read you a couple of other things where. Tony Wrestler was making all the rounds today, okay? I know he spoke with Jeff Schultz. I don't I don't subscribe to the athletic, so I don't have access to the athletic. In a million years, I wouldn't subscribe to the athletic. I wouldn't pay them a buck and a quarter if they gave me $3. Okay. So I, I'm I'm not paying them. I'm not paying them for money. I'm not paying them any kind of money. If you wanna, if you wanna do it in saltine crackers and, and I can pay that way. Fine, we can do it in saltine crackers. But short of that, I'm not paying them money to, for their for cock the site. But anyway, all right, Tony Wrestler spoke to ESPN and more specifically uh, Adrian Wojnarski, and he said uh, in his interview that he insisted that he is not involved in making basketball personnel decisions and fully is empowered fields, his general manager, to make roster and coaching decisions. Now, I do believe that. I, I don't think Tony Ressler is taking an approach of, hey, we need a backup point guard. Landry, you know, I, I think it should be this guy. He's not doing that. But I do think that he is dictating the direction that the franchise is going. But he says this, quote, we have a relatively young team, and I think it's very talented, that I do not think long-term is a mediocre team. Right now, we're at 500. I think we should be better than that. I hope we will be better than that. And I can tell you this, Landry and Kyle are running a much better, much more collaborative front office. That's of huge importance to me because I think that's how you get better. Having ownership of front office and coaching staff and the right roster, when all of those folks work well together, I think uh, result, our results improve. That was the objective, and that's why I made the change that I did. Okay, here's what I'll say. I don't think Tony Ressler was going to, or I don't, I, I should say, I don't think Travis Schlenk was going to Tony Ressler to talk to him about any decisions. When you hear the word collaborative, okay, that's code for I want to be involved. Not just Kyle Corver and Landry Fields and all that. That means we want to have a say, and we want to know what's going on. When, when you use words like that, because if, if Landry Fields is making all the basketball decisions, what do we have to be collaborative for? Like, what, what's, what do you have to be collaborative with Tony Ressler for? If he's making the basketball decisions and it's his job, then stay the F out of the way, if that's what you got to say. But when you hear those buzzwords like collaborative, that's where I get scared. He said that uh, Tony Ressler, uh, pronouns pal, Wrestler uh, told ESPN that he made the decision to move Travis Schlank, then president of basketball operations, into an advisory role in late December because he was displeased with the front office's lever of, level of collaboration and communication in the wake of a consecutive uh, 500 seasons after a trip to the Eastern Conference Final. Now, again, buzzwords. I I don't I think he moved him out. Now, by the way, weren't we told that this was personal personal reasons for Travis Schlenk that he moved out of the position that he stepped down because he had personal reasons and personal stuff going on? Wasn't that the exact quote that we got? Oh, okay. But when you hear these words, collaboration, communication. Quote: I put Landry as GM and Kyle as assistant GM, and shortly thereafter. They wanted to make a coaching change and suggested strongly who and how they would go about it. I embraced their thought process entirely. That's where we are now. So, again, collaborative communication, but they interviewed only one person. They hired the first person that they talked to, and they paid them championship coach level money. So that was all Landry Fields. Okay. Gotcha. All right. All right. Now, Lauren Williams did a Q&A as well. Um, she said, when did you notice a need for changes? When did you decide that it was time to kind of shift in a different direction? He says, well, listen, I thought that the front office could run much better than it was running, and I felt that we could be far more collaborative, far more communicative, and ultimately make better decisions. And that's precisely why I wanted Landry to be in charge and have a different kind of environment, and we do. Hmm, okay. Um, and then he says, uh, let, me, let me go to, um, oh, with the, with, the collaborate, with the collaborate, I can't even say the word, and I can't speak. Um, collaboration, I'm curious about how much weight your voice has in the decision-making. The only real decision I make is who's in charge, and there seems to be a lot of stories I think my job is to put the best people we could find and, frankly, the best person I could find in charge of Basque operations and business operations. And for what it's worth, that's my job, and I defer to people that know more than me. My job is to challenge, which I do. I'm very much in charge of who's in charge and then, frankly, understand the vision and decision-making process. Then they ask, how much of a voice does your son Nick have in the decision-making process? Now, here's an interesting answer, Okay. I fully acknowledge, for whatever it's worth, that my son, who I'm so proud of doing a great job, has a voice in the organization. But by no means does he make any of these decisions. Again, when I don't give an interview about what happened, it seems people create things, um, and I'm trying to put those to bed. So the simple answer is Nick works in the organization, helps me in both the business and basketball operations, Helps me understand the goings-on of the organization, if you will. Helps me evaluate what we're doing, but he sits in the same role I do. He's in ownership but is full-time in the organization. So the simple answer is, no, he's not in charge of any decision-making. Okay, but that whole collaborative voice and communication and everything like that, that that we hear. And he goes on to Talk about the luxury tax and all that, but I'm going to get to Dukes and Bell here. So let's start with Dukes and Bell. Uh, Tony Wrestler apologizes to Hawks fans for not speaking out against after Travis was hired or fired.
0: Well, I, I think I owe an apology that uh, we did make a change at the head of our basketball ops, and I didn't speak publicly about it. I, I thought it was just a statement of the obvious, which is I was trying to do what I thought was best for our franchise and for our front office. Okay, uh, But to suggest that anyone else made this decision, uh, it, it's just uh, one untrue. And I deserve to be criticized for the decisions, but not for delegating any of those decisions or uh, or hiding from any of those decisions. And that's just untrue and inappropriate.
1: OK, I, I don't really know what all that means. I, I, I don't really understand. So, OK, um, let's go. um Let's go down to um, cut eight. Um, Tony Ressler saying that he never suggested a trade to get out of the luxury tax.
0: I've never in my life suggested we make a trade to get in or out of the luxury tax. So there should be no confusion. Never. Uh, My view about the luxury tax is uh, delighted to be in it for the right reasons. And as far as I'm concerned, if we're in the luxury tax, I hope we're a better team, and I'm prepared to go into the luxury tax whenever our, shall we say, senior, most professional think it's a good idea. And anything to the contrary would be untrue.
1: Okay, so here's what I think, that Travis Schlink wanted to go in the luxury tax and he wanted to keep Kevin Herter because it's too convenient that they traded Kevin Herter and made a deal where they would go 1.9 million under the luxury tax. And the other thing about the trade deadline is they also cut salary at the deadline. They also picked up salary and widened that gap between the luxury tax and where they are, because they're going to have because again, and I've, I, how many times have I told you this? next year, they're going to be in the luxury tax. they got. DeAndre Hunter going from 9.9 million to $21 million. Trey Young is more money. Collins is more money. DeJounte's more money. Capella's more money. Hunter is more money. Everybody is more money. And that's not just a function of, well, the cap will go up. Yeah, but the cap's not going to go up twenty something million dollars. $20, $25 million. Dollars. And that's that's where you're getting to with all of this. All right, um, here's Tony Ressler talking about cut number four, talking about Trey Young.
0: Trey's an incredible player. Uh, But when it comes to how and which players to talk about and the basketball, what we're trying to achieve on the floor, what we're trying to build, that's what Landry, that's what Kyle, and that's what Quinn, and frankly, that's what the players should be talking about. But if you're asking me, am I a fan of Trey Young? He's extraordinary. Um, So we have to, as a team... And we have to, as a franchise, get better. That's okay. what I'm trying to do. Okay.
1: Do you know the question that was asked of Tony Ressler there? He wasn't asked to comment about how good a player Trey Young is. He was asked about Trey Young's leadership. Is, is Trey a leader the way that you want and the way that you expect of Trey? And that was his answer. Oh, Trey's a fabulous player and all that. It's not what they asked him. See, that's the, that's the spin control of, oh, we love Trey and all this, that, and the other. Yeah, but I didn't ask you if you love Trey. I didn't ask you if he was a good player. I know he's a good player. My, Mike asked him if he's the leader that he's supposed to be on this team. Uh, see that subtle difference about what that answer said and what the you know, real answer is? All right. Um, here's Tony wrestler number two, talking about if he's disappointed with the results on the court.
0: Well, again, under the category of not speaking publicly that often, my job is to put the best people possible in charge of both business operations and basketball operations at the Atlanta Hawks. And our front office has made every meaningful decision made by the Atlanta Hawks, which I have challenged and embraced ultimately. But our senior professionals make all of our most important basketball and business decisions. And my job is to challenge and make sure we have the best people possible in the senior-most positions. And that's why I made the change, and it's the people in charge that are making those decisions, and I'm supporting them, I hope, every step of the way and trying to certainly make sure we run the best business that we can run. Okay. What did he say there? What, what, what
1: was what was all of that? Um, okay. Okay. All right, here is um, here, here's Tony Russert, number three, uh, the decision-making and power his
0: son has with, uh, within the organization. The simple answer is no, but more importantly, whoever – listen, I appreciate that if I don't speak publicly, other people can create stories for themselves or for others. It's a big business. I, I have people in charge that I think are superb – I actually think my son's doing a fantastic job helping me understand or better understand both our business and basketball operations. But we have a GM and an assistant GM. That's disrespectful to them for you to uh, say that for however that has gotten created. Uh, It's an untrue statement. It's actually unfair to the folks that are decision makers. And the good news is we have the most collaborative and communicative front office that we've ever had. buzzwords again, huh? So I guess I like I'm to, giving yeah. you a long-winded answer. I'm saying, no, <laughs> no, it's not no, true. That's
1: what I wanna, yeah, I, yeah let, let me say it like this. Um, again, it's the same buzzwords. And what, what is his role? Like, for instance, if you came out and said that he's my head secretary, okay, I, I mean, we'd accept that. But when he says, well, he has a role and it's collaborative, well, what the hell does that mean? Like, what the hell is that? Well, it's it's communicate. What what is that? Like, what is his role? What does he do? Is he is he actually an owner that has power within the organization? Does he order lunch? Does he order bagels for the office? What does he do? What's his role within your organization? He's got a title. I promise you he's got a, a business card that has a title on it. It doesn't say flunky or toady on it.
3: Yeah. Is that what his title is? Yeah, it's Vice President of Basketball Operations. So, if he's the Vice President, okay. Yeah. I mean, take it, that, that for what you will. Yeah. That, what what I heard was a, a, somebody who can explain basketball operations to me. That's what I heard him say. Well, that's, again,
1: that's what Landry Fields' title was, President. I thought, that's, president. What, yeah, and, I and thought that's, that's what Landry Fields' and that's what Coach boys. Bud's title was, and that's what Travis Schlenk's title was. That they oversee everything in their basket in the basketball world. So anyway, all right, when we get back, pro football focus has a couple of free agents that they say the top landing spots are for the Atlanta Falcons. I'll give you the two names and what I think about them. Chuck in the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 92.9 the game, the Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back with you on the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out at Kia Studios. 404-741-0929. Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. Odyssey Apps, how you catch us on the go. Social media at 92.9 The Game. At JamesH316 on Twitter. Going to take it until midnight. Feels like it's going to be 14 hours from now. so oh, Lordy. Just got to get through this next 38 minutes here. So, And then I get ready for next week, you know, with John Freaky. So... I'm in all next week with John Freaky Deaky. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a long week. I already talked to Abe uh, earlier this afternoon and prepping myself. So, you know. What do you all have on tap? Um, you know, I'm, I'm most excited for Freaky Fire. You know, <laughs> uh, at 7 o'clock in the morning, he does he does his Freaky Fire where... The rapid fire questions. Right, where he... Oh, yeah. we're, right, Freaky Fire. Freaky yeah. Fire. Yeah. yeah. So, um, he gets the Freaky Fire questions going and... Um, Locked and loaded, man. Yeah, so... Um, I'm excited to be a part of all of that. So, uh, I Dylan, Dylan's sliding into one of these slots next week too. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's producer Dylan, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it's going to be an interesting week. So, uh, it'll be fun with John. I mean, it, it's always fun. Um, I'm going to try to get him out of his comfort zone though. And, and we'll probably do dueling freakies at some point. So it's, it's going to be a lot, uh, going to be a lot to, a lot to You're trademark that, um, yeah, you know, I don't know if I can. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll try to give him a hug at some point. Right, like, go. like I'll try to, I'll try to give him a hug on. on a day. One, one good thing is, is that I'll stay for the entire crossover with Steak and Sandra, so I will be there the whole time. So he doesn't, they don't have to worry about who's there, who's not there, whatever like that. So I will be there the whole time for the uh, the crossover. So anyway, um, <clears throat> Pro Football Focus has their list of their top. 50 free agents, and they list the best fits or the most likely fits, projected, projected fits. Let's put it like that, projected fits. Now, for Lamar Jackson, they have their they have their projected fit as the Baltimore Ravens, okay? Now, the number, now, uh, the one that disappoints me, Javon Hargrave, is they project him to be a Chicago Bear. Um, why would, let me ask you this. Why would Javon Hargrave, go from playing in the Super Bowl to the worst roster in the NFL? Why would he do that? Yeah, but, but again, the Eagles can pay him. I mean, everybody will – look, Javon Hargrave is going to get $60 million over three years. Everybody will pay him that kind of money. He doesn't have to go to the worst roster. He doesn't have to go to a, a dreadful team. He was just in the Super Bowl. it would be his third team. I mean, I mean why wouldn't he? Because they're the worst freaking roster (laughs) in the NFL. You just played in the Super Bowl. So you don't care about winning? Because that's your message. You don't care a crap about winning. You just played for the best one-two teams in the NFL. Sure. Because they'll pay him. I mean, they can afford to pay. What do they have? have, $15 million in cap space? Look, here's the thing, okay? Anytime you want space... You can free them. Oh, you can create space. Yeah, that's not the problem. The Saints just cleared sixteen and a half million dollars and said, "Voila, we have this money now." Mickey Loomis has been doing that for years, but you got to
3: pay the piper eventually.
1: When they've been they've been doing this for fifteen years. When have they paid the piper? What they they signed Jarvis? They had no money and signed Jarvis Landry and Tyron Matthew uh, ten minutes before the start of the season. Didn't have a buck to their name. That didn't have seventy five cents. They they were jingling around stuff in their pocket, looking for Lint. You can always find money in the NFL. Always. And especially when it's keeping your stars at home. So again, I don't, I don't buy any of that. That's that that's bunk, bull, and malarkey, and that's not a law firm. But so they have the number four free agent listed as Jesse Bates. And of course, they have his team as the Atlanta Falcons. Now here's what they say about Jesse Bates. I I know Jesse Bates is a good player. Quote: The Falcons have a needed safety, and Bates could be a good fit, especially since they fired or, or sorry hired Ryan Nielsen and New Orleans uh, the New Orleans Saints' co-defense coordinator from 2022, Richie Grant's a solid safety. Falcons could move him all around the field, but they could upgrade Jalen Hawkins' spot. Can I tell you Hawkins has been better than Grant? Ha- Jalen Hawkins has been better than Richie Grant. So why would they upgrade Hawkins and not upgrade Grant? They say that he's had quality safeties. Marcus May, Tyron Matthew, Marcus Williams, Von Bell. Von Bell? Malcolm Jenkins. So Jesse Bates wants a raise. His agents even said this. He wants more money. He was a $13 million safety last year. Now, how many sacks is he going to get? I've put draft capital. Two of the last three years into our safeties, and I have my two starters. And then I also hired Jerry Gray. Garrett, do you know where Jerry Gray was in 2010? Say Seattle. Say Seattle. Seattle. Okay. And do you know what he coached in Seattle? Say defensive backs. Defensive backs. Okay. And do you know... The two rookies that he had in 2010 at the safety position for the Seahawks say Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor. Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor. Okay. Did those guys work out? Not pretty well. Okay. You think Jerry Gray could do some good things with two young safeties? You know, say not so. that he doesn't have a track record or anything like that. So I paid $13, $14 million for a safety because I have cap space. And I don't get better because I don't get Hargrave. I don't get this guy. I don't get that guy. I don't get, I don't get DeRon Payne. Well, who do I get? Marcus Davenport? Garrett, do you know how many sacks Marcus Davenport had last year? Didn't he like four or five, maybe? Half. Oh. He had one half of one sack more than me. The only difference between me and him was half a sack which is still more – that's still half a sack more than Steven Means, but that is an upgrading. Half a sack and about like $10 million. Oh.
3: First-round pick. I mean, Ryan, Ryan Nielsen, I mean, that's his
1: project, I guess. Didn't do much with him. Yeah. I mean, look, can I get Cam Jordan instead? Can I get him? Can I, can I, can I have him? Can, can we get him on the roster instead of, you know, the vagabond cast-offs that they don't want? And then the other guy that they have listed on here is at number 31, they have uh, Jadavion Clowney, who's 31st on their list. They say the Falcons. Quote, the Falcons were a bottom two team sack in 2022. They really needed to acquire some pass rushers and adding a reliable stopgap option in Clowney would help bring them some juice to a group that's still developing younger players behind them. Clowney is coming off a down year in the pass-rushing department, only 29 total pressures and two sacks. But a change of scenery could allow him to thrive again, similar to what happened in his first year in Cleveland. He could also be a good veteran presence. Yeah, you know why he played well in Cleveland? Who do you have standing on the other side of him in Cleveland? Who's that guy that was drafted number one overall out of Texas A&M, the ultimate wrecking machine. Say Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. Yeah. You know, who's he got standing on the other side of him? Again, I would rather have, for less money, Jade- or, uh, Justin Houston, Ngakwe, Yannick Ngakwe. I would rather have either of those guys because they're cheaper and more productive than what Jadavion Clowney is. Yeah, he had a really good year playing opposite of Miles Garrett, who might have been the defensive player of the year. Yeah, great. I mean, you know, again, unless you tell me Ebba Kady's about to be a 20-sack guy, him playing opposite of Ebba Kady doesn't do me a whole lot. I'd rather have Houston or Ngakwe. Ugh. <sighs> I just, you know, again, these guys know more about the entirety of the NFL. Like, they've got at number 32, okay, because Clowney's number 31. 32, Jonathan Jones, cornerback, team projection, the Ravens. Okay, they know more about all of these guys in the NFL, okay? I know more about the Falcons. I know better than these guys. And I don't understand why. Well, no, I do understand why. Because they don't know about the Falcons. They don't understand the Atlanta Falcons. They don't understand where we are and what we need. Again, I'll make this really clear. I'll sign Houston or Ngakwe. I'll have Katie start on one side. I'll have, I'll have either the number eight picker or Ngakwe or Houston standing on the other side. And then I'll have maybe Ngakwe or Houston, or the number eight pick, and Lorenzo Carter, and I'll rotate all of those guys. I'll rotate them all. If I can have the number eight pick, Ebba Katie, Ngakwe or Houston, and Lorenzo Carter, I can play with those four guys on the outside. I can play with those four on the outside. And I'll be better in my pass rush. And I'm counting on Ebba Katie to make a big step forward. He's the key, I said this weeks ago. He's the key, but fourteen million dollar safeties and a broken down defensive end who's only played well when he's had the premier pass rusher opposite of him. <sighs> again i i I understand. I, I know I, I don't. I, I I I said I understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. So, I, no. Here's the only thing I understand: that I do believe that the only that the team that's going to be in the mix for Lamar Jackson is the Baltimore Ravens. They're either going to get a deal done with him before the seventh, or they're going to exclusive franchise tag him. You you don't, I mean, let me put it this way: if your general manager and head coach move on from Lamar. They have complete egg on their face, and why would anybody ever take anything they say seriously again? Because they've done nothing all week long but stand in front of podiums and say, we can't live without Lamar. We can't, in a world, operate without a great quarterback. We can't live without having Lamar Jackson as our quarterback of the future. Why would anybody believe a word that John Harbaugh or who's their GM's name, uh, DaCosta, why would anybody believe a word that those guys say if they end up moving on from Lamar Jackson. After they've spent an entire week selling everybody on Lamar has to be a Baltimore Raven. <sighs> I'm too old for this stuff. I, I just am. I'm, I'm too old and too cranky. All right. Speaking of old and cranky, we're going to get to what's bugging Chukri. You know, our uh, our buddy from New York, Sal Lakata, he isn't wrong. But maybe he could have been more diplomatic in his phrasing. Dr. McKeogne Studios, Sports Radio, 19 on the Game, Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.
0: Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30
1: seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com 92-9, the game back at a trucker show, hanging out key studios gonna take it till midnight and jr sports brief is coming up after us 404 741 929 That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is uh, how you catch us on the go. Social media at 929 the game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, at JMCH316 on the Twitter machine. Um, Reminder that, don't forget, we got Hawks basketball coming up tomorrow. Now, on Saturdays, they do 8 o'clock tips in Miami. So, pregame is at 7.30. And then tip is at eight o'clock. Steve Holman and uh, Mike. Oh no, sorry, um, Freaky. Yeah, Freaky is going to be on uh, pre and post game and all that. So, um, so Steve Holman will be. And and how many times will Freaky remind Holman that he used to do play by play and all that? Will he remind him 55 times or? Okay, well no, but I mean they can talk through the line or you know everything like that. So anyway, um, so that'll happen tomorrow night. pregame, 8 o'clock tip. Freaky and Steve Holman on the call. Um, Tomorrow night, Atlanta United is back home against Toronto. So they're in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That game will be on Star 94. So Star 94 will have the Atlanta United versus Toronto match. That's a 7 o'clock pregame, 7.30 kick. That is Jason Longshore, and Mike uh, Mike Connie, they will be on the call for uh, all of that. So, uh, obviously, um, Tiago Amada, what did he get? He got the player of the week, and he got the goal of the week. Was that the two things that he won? And the goal runner-up. Yeah, because uh, he had two of the candidates for goal of the week. He came
3: so, in first and second place. So the, and now he's going down to play for Argentina. Well, so the so the so game was the game winner the goal of the week? Or the um, one that the, tied it? The free kick, the, the, the one that tied it. Okay, so yeah, the, that's the tie the one goal
1: was the winner, and then the, the game winner mm-hmm. was finished second. Yep. So, yeah, and then uh, – but they do have um, uh, uh visa straightened out, though. So, I don't think he's – I don't know if he's playing tomorrow night. He's he was, fit. Well, but, I mean, he was supposed to, I think, practice today. Is he going
3: to play tomorrow? He's all all inclinations are that he is going to play tomorrow. Okay. I don't know if he's gonna start. I would be a little more surprised yeah, if he starts. I, I, again, they, coming off the bench, they they yeah, they, fine. they
1: wanted him to get some workouts in first, you know, before I mean, he but
3: started. They're mid season but... in, in,
1: in Scotland. So I mean he's he's been playing all No, I, it's not a matter of he's not conditioned or anything like that. I mean, these guys are conditioned, but it's just a matter of system and knowing where to be and different things like that. So but it looks like Yakamakis will be available tomorrow. I know he's got his visa issues um all straightened around and everything like that. So that's good news as well. So slowly but surely Atlanta United getting back up to full strength. So um, but that was a hell of a win last weekend against San Jose. So now you got another Western Conference team. They they come into your building. Um, you know, eventually, I think here in the next uh week or two. What is it? Um uh when do they get Portland uh in? Uh because they play four of their first six matches at home, and the and one of the road trips is the Columbus, but one is up to Charlotte. So it ain't like you're traveling all across the country. Um, uh, so that's Portland next Saturday. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I think uh, I know in the first six matches they got Portland because they have three. T- they have two teams that are coming directly from the West Coast. Portland and San Jose are coming from the West Coast to play here, but they're only two road trips. Okay. All right. So Portland's on the 18th. So their only two road trips are in Columbus and then Charlotte next Saturday. So that's easy enough. So, um, you know, it's a good opportunity for Atlanta United to get off on a good note and get some wins underneath their belt, get some three point victories under their belt, and, and get, you know, take advantage of this early part of the schedule where you have matches at home, you're playing teams that are coming west to east. You know, and obviously looked up, the Hawks did that tonight. I mean, you know, this was the first night that um, first night that uh, Phoenix starts there because they start their road trip here on the East Coast, and they're going they're staying in Atlanta tonight. that'll be fun because uh, they're staying in Atlanta before they go down to Orlando, so they're going they're going to be here in Atlanta. so there's so if you if you see an economic uptick, yeah, so I mean, if you see an economic uptick. You know, in the city of Atlanta tonight, just know that the Blazers are – because uh, how, how much did Dame end up getting? How much was that contract for Dame Lillard? That think it was like almost $50 million a year or something a, like that. It was the maximum amount of well, money. Well, Supermax. It was a Supermax deal. Yeah, it was a, a super, Ma- Supermax, yeah, was a Supermax deal. There's yeah. only, we all, I think we determined there's only like 11 Supermax guys in, in the NBA, so he got the Supermax money. But um, So, yeah, listen, it, it should be a good night for the economy of downtown Atlanta. Um, because i'm guessing i'm guessing they're right over here at the four seasons aren't they on 14th street so they generally stay over there yeah yeah they, they, generally yeah
3: cuz that's that's the five star that's hotel. where everybody yeah that's where everybody lines up to get autographs
1: well that's, that's it's it's, it's, a, it's a good bar scene i mean you'll see barkley and people like that over there at the bars and they stuff like that them. you know so you'll real run into them so um but anyway so should be a good night in uh in midtown or downtown atlanta uh, as some money's gonna be spent, uh, as uh, they're gonna, the Portland Trailblazers are, are gonna be here uh, for the night. So before they go down to Orlando. All right, uh, let's get to something we call What's Bugging Chuckery, though. Don't look now, but somebody out there just got Chuckery ticked off. <laughs> like, that's
4: hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for What's Buggin' Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game.
1: So, everybody's favorite New York radio host, Sal Licata, the guy who proclaimed that the NL East was over in May of last year, I guess it was, I think it was May of last year, proclaimed the NL East over when the Braves um, were down 10.5 games to the New York Mets, and then obviously the Braves came back and won and this, that, and the other, Okay. Now, Sal Lakata had nothing to do with that, but he had a guy on his show. Um, I, I think it was yesterday. Had a guy on his show that called in and was giving him the business, and Lakata went off on him. Here's the exchange that they had. Uh, you're Russ, Russ to, are you that you're stupid? You're
4: proclaiming the Mets are going to win the NL East. Yeah, and, 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 and what do you think they lost you because of something I said? You think, you they, think, they, think they, they lost think because you of you something bad. I said? You, you think the they lost because of something yes. I said? You gave them the kiss to death. Russ, now. you idiot! You do you? Hey, Russ, you, you idiot! Do you think they lost? You're me an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Do You're you think me an idiot? Yeah, yeah I am. You, do you hear me? Mean? No, no. You oh. call me an idiot. Yeah, you are. You are an idiot. Shut your mouth, you idiot! Get lost. I'm not dealing with this tonight. I'm not dealing with it. Look, do me a favor. I'll sit here and talk to myself for five hours. I have to. I won't come back. I'll quit. You blame me, you idiot! I had nothing to do with it. I didn't take the mound. I didn't throw the ball. I didn't strike out. You're blaming me. Blame the players. I don't care who you are. If you think that any words that I said caused the Mets to lose the division, you're an absolute idiot. I'll tell it to your face. I mean,
1: there is idiocy, and then there's that guy. So, how's come when I would do that in the past that our managers would you know, get all angry and stuff like that when I would say those things. Anyway, um, Sal Licata isn't wrong. I mean, at the end of the day, he's not wrong. It it wasn't his fault. He didn't do anything. He didn't go out there and play. He didn't pitch. He didn't do anything like that. You know, he he got his own heat for it, but at the end of the day, he didn't do anything that you know caused the Mets to win. It's it. It's sort of like um, let's see here um oh yeah a radio station that runs our superstar can run our superstars out of town oh yeah it's it's kind of the same thing but you know anyway so I Idiot. Guess, I guess it's New York and we're Georgia and all that kind of stuff so if if you think that if if you think there's any difference between what that conversation was and the idea that we can run our superstars out of town then I, I, again I can't help you that I ran Dansby out of town you know I ran Dansby out of town I did make me Freddie, right uh, I know, only Dansby. Only Dansby. On, <laughs> I was only given credit for Dansby. So I ran Dansby out of town. Mike and Carl supposedly are running Trey out of town. So it, it isn't the money and everything else. It's got to be the radio host. Y'all just got to be nicer. Yeah. So again, Sal Licata may have been a little bit more diplomatic, but, um, you know, it's kind of the same principle of everything. And that's just bugging Chuck. All right, we get back. We're going to wrap it up with the Love TKO. Chuck of Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, Aussie.com. Now. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, wrapping things up on the John Chuckery Show, the way we always do it, the Love TKO. A lot of uh, sports going on this weekend. We'll fill you in on all the details. But first, before we get out of here, let me let you listen to what is the greatest opening lyric in all of music history. So, Atlanta United is tomorrow on uh, Star ninety four seven oh, o'clock pregame, seven thirty kick. Jason Longshore, Mike uh, Mike Connie, oh, will have the call for all of that, and then Hawks and Heat. John Freaky will do all the pre and post game, and then Steve Holman will have the call. 7.30 tip or 7:30 pregame, 8 o'clock tip. So they played 8 o'clock on Saturday night. So um, that game is on 92-9, uh, on, uh, the game. And then don't forget, um, I think ESPN has the A-Sun Finals, right? ES- ESPN, I think, is going to have the e- A-Sun Finals on Sunday, Liberty versus Kennesaw State. I think that's an ESPN game because I think they're broadcasting all the conference championship games and stuff. So, um, I believe that's uh, on ESPN. And as we said, uh, congratulations to Life uh, Life College. Um, they're going to play on Tuesday as the uh, NAIA tournament uh, gets underway. So they were an at-large bid in the 15 seed. So they're headed down to Florida to play in the NAIA tournament. And uh, uh, let's hope that they, um, you know, can find a way to advance in the tournament and hopefully bring home a uh, championship. So and hopefully Kennesaw State wins because that's our only hope for. Okay, ESPN2. So the Deuce will have the Deuce is loose. So it'll have the uh, it'll have them on. Uh, so that that will be fun to watch. And we'll see what the what happens with uh, Liberty and uh, Kennesaw State coming up on Sunday. So our only chance locally to have somebody represent us in the NCAA tournament. All right, we got to get out of here. It's gonna be a busy weekend uh, tomorrow, especially. So for Garrett Struckery, we'll see you. Bye.